Hello, and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey, y'all. This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Last Christmas. This is the new romantic comedy from director Paul Feig, starring Amelia Clark and Henry Golden. The IMDb plot summary reads... Kate is a young woman subscribed to bad decisions. Her last date with disaster? That of having accepted to work as Santa's elf for a department store. However, she meets Tom there. Her life takes a new turn. For Kate, it seems too good to be true. That's that's the summary. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like what? That is horrible summary. Yeah. This movie uh it's at 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can see that. Sure. Should I... <laughs> It's generous. <laughs> and it, it opened this past weekend to about $11 million. Um, How much did it cost to make again? Probably like between 20 to 30 I would okay, guess. Okay, so they're, they're halfway through. I mean, it's. I think the hope is to like it'll kind of play through the holidays. Yeah. It's a holiday movie. So this, this movie, it centers on Kate, who's played by Amelia Clark. She and her family, they are London immigrants from Yugoslavia. Yeah. And her mom is played by Emma Thompson, yeah. who also uh, wrote the screenplay. It's established that Kate is kind of a mess. Uh, she's working a dead-end job at a Christmas store. Uh, which Alcoholic, is, sex addict. She can barely even hold down this job. Yeah. And um, yeah, she has a string of like drunken encounters with random dudes. Uh, she's kind of surly to everyone around her. She's, Very selfish. Yeah, extremely selfish. Um, she's she's a hero of the movie. <laughs> That's our hero. So, and then, uh, yeah, one day, this young man named Tom, played by Henry Golding, he just kind of shows up outside her store, and uh, they slowly develop a relationship over the course of the movie, and that's that, that's kind of the film. Well, and she ends up turning her life around. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's a... There's I mean, a... obviously, this is a Christmas movie. It's going to have a good ending. <laughs> If y'all can't decipher that, but like, there is there is a twist going on in this movie, right? We, I mean, which duh. we can't we can't really talk about. There's a yeah, twist. There's it, a twist. It involves Tom. I mean, he's yeah. not he's not really. I guess the twist within 15 minutes of the movie. It's not too hard to guess. Yeah, he's there's not his character isn't really well defined throughout the film no. until this twist is revealed. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely know something's up. Um. So yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the gist of the movie. I mean, Amelia Clark is the lead. Are you a fan of Amelia Clark? Well, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. Sure. <laughs> I thought, I actually thought she was pretty good. I mean, okay, I want to say she's a likable character, but then she's not, but then she is. She's got that quirky, yeah. like, you want to like her, but her life is just so messed up that you're like, why, are, why is she making such dumb choices in her life? And you just kind of want to shake her and sure. just like say, stop it. And that's kind of how you feel about her character. And her character has some baggage. Yeah, some, her some character has definite baggage. But, I mean, she does sing. I mean, I wish they would have probably cast somebody that had, like, an amazing, like, singing voice for this. She sings mostly George Michael songs? It's all George Michael. What? What, what up with that? I don't know. That's, <laughs> like, her favorite thing is singing George Michael. Why? I mean, that's... Wasn't there another movie that was all about George Michael? Well, I, I don't know about that, but it reminded me kind of of Yesterday, which yeah. is like wall-to-wall Beatles, but yeah. at least that was like part of the plot. This is just like a weird... 
Like just character, like description. It's like we had the rights to his catalog, so we're gonna work it in there. <laughs> it, it's weird, but yeah, there's there's a definite like George Michael obsession. I mean, I love the man. Okay, great music. Yeah. Uh, well, they're the great main, pop tunes. The main song that she sings is a George Michael song. Right, and so, um, I mean, also the title of the movie, Last Christmas. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, what, uh, what what did you think of this film? You know, I like Amelia Clark, but that's pretty much it. You thought she was good, but everything else stunk. The story stunk. <laughs> this is probably the best I've seen. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but this is probably the most. Well, Game of Thrones, she's so stoic and mean and like. Urgh. She she does a lot of heavy lifting here. The whole movie is yeah. on her shoulders. Um, and she's... Everybody else, it's a shame. You also have Michelle Yeoh as the, the shop owner. Yeah. Her, and... her quirky shop owner. I mean, like, seriously. There's a side romance with that character. She she owns this god-awful Christmas toy store. <laughs> and I'm talking god-awful. I'm talking about, like, god-awful crap that's in it. Did it have, like, a name in the store? I forget the name. I'm sure it had a, some kind of quirky, yeah. quaint name. But she calls herself Santa. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Yeah. And M- Amelia Clark is the elf. Yeah. I mean, and this is, like, one of those year-round Christmas joints. Yeah. It's one I of mean, the 24... Seven, well, not twenty four seven, but, but three sixty five. The movie also takes place during Christmas. It right? does, yeah. It would have been interesting to have it like, I don't know, it's like middle of the summer, but at her work, you know, in her store, it's Christmas, and that's. I mean, you could build a quirky Christmas tale off of that. I don't I, like. What's the point of having like it's Christmas store and it's also Christmas uh, on the calendar? I guess I would have liked. That's to too many see, Christmases. I guess I would have liked to see Amelia Clark's backstory. More than the story now. Her family, they're immigrants, right? She was born in Yugoslavia. (laughs) Well, yeah, they jump from her being like eight years old, singing beautifully in a chorus, and then jump 20 years later to downtown London. And she's an elf at this Santa store. And obviously there's something wrong with her. I mean, something happened. And we get, yeah, it's not too much of a spoiler. I mean, she had, uh, she had a heart transplant. At yeah. a young age. I forget what age. Like, she was an infant? No. She she had a heart transplant, like, 16. Got it. Okay. I forget, I, she could She could have been over 18. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of her baggage. She had a heart transplant, and she's still kind of dealing with it. And that's, I mean, that's an interesting aspect of the story. It is an interesting aspect. Yeah. I mean, just, that's not something you think about a lot. Just, what does it feel like to have a heart transplant, surviving that, that procedure? Yeah. It's but, interesting. But her family doesn't need to be immigrants. Like, her family it, doesn't need to be, like, a part of Brexit. I mean, they bring in Brexit and... <laughs> The political drama that's going off there, which didn't necessarily... You, you didn't need that. Well, well you got to have all those great scenes of Emma Emma Thompson with like an Eastern European accent. Oh, my God. Everybody else but Amelia Clark. She's... Yeah. Her family, they sound like they're from Eastern Europe. And I, I mean, Amelia Clark, she's from like Mary old London. <laughs> like, it's, it, it doesn't make any, any sense. So, um, yeah, she's, um, she, she, she meets this guy, Tom. He's played yeah. by Henry Golding. Do you like this guy? He was in Crazy Rich I Agents. Do. I do. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. And I'm actually a big fan of the other um, one that was in Crazy Rich Agents, too, the, the store owner. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of her she's as well. She's great. She's great. I love her. Yeah. She, uh, I, I just she's thought, not great. She's not I, great in this. No, I thought this movie made a fool out of her. Kind of. Yeah. I, I really did. I, like, I thought... Her ro- romance yeah. subplot is uh, a joke. It's yeah. embarrassing. It, it, it's really you feel a joke. bad for the actors. Tom was actually not bad. 
for what he was given. Right. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> There's not really much chemistry between Amelia Clark and Tom. Right. I thought th- I thought they were okay. I thought they were doing their I, best. Yeah, it's no, hard yeah. because he, he, so much of his character is withheld. He's just playing kind of yeah. like just the perfect dude. And there's there's not much really interesting about him at all for like eighty percent of this movie. 80, yeah, exactly. You don't know what his true purpose is until the end. And you're kind of just waiting for it because it's so much of this movie just doesn't make sense. <laughs> he disappears. Their, like their interactions just... don't make any sense. He we learn he volunteers at like a homeless shelter, yeah. right? But whenever she goes there, he's not there. Yeah. But I, that kind of gets her into the spirit of giving. Yeah. Right? And that's that's another aspect of this that I kind of liked. Yeah. It, it's a nice message, which is like the best well, gift is to give. Well, it, it, that is exactly it. That's a good message. In order to be happy, you have to give to others. Yeah. That, that's uh, it, that's a great message. And, it, and, and in, really, in order to be happy is, is really cherish what you have. I, and your family and your your friends and just to really appreciate that. A great message. I mean, I wish it was delivered in a movie not like this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this movie has like two two stories that are kind of competing, I would mm. say. There's, yeah. There's the twist. <laughs> and the then twist. there's kind of like the whole first half, which is like this, you know, this girl in London trying to find her way, uh, possibly wants, falling in love. She wants to be a singer. <laughs> like a she, she wants to make music. And yeah. all of these things. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we have a, a movie that people don't want to be famous sure. like i mean come on why can't she aspire to be a doctor because she had a heart transplant yeah i like, it's not let, interesting let, i mean she she doesn't have a great i mean she's got a okay singing voice it's kind of it's, awkward when she starts singing to yeah. be honest like Ugh, i'm not i mean not uh, thinking it <laughs> like i i agree with you it's not interesting really to watch to watch her pursue like a singing career that's not and fail at it that's clear yeah, clearly not gonna happen <laughs> um yeah i agree yeah people should maybe set more realistic goals for themselves <laughs> in movies makes it easier to root for them yeah it, i'm it, not rooting for her to be like a music superstar no, no. but i mean this... i don't know what this movie is about i don't know what this movie's agenda is even like after watching the whole thing the twist revealed i, I still don't know what like is trying to make make you laugh Make you I cry. mean, I did tear up in a few moments. Like you kind of caught me in in that, and I, I. So I guess I guess the end twist kind of worked for you, a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It works for me as much as like a dog's journey works. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like it just tugs on the appropriate heartstrings. Or like a Hallmark yeah. li- lifetime Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it just tugs on the appropriate heartstrings, and you're just like, and it wasn't like gushing. No, I mean I'm just talking like my eyes teared up and like yeah. washing them away, and that was it. Yeah, it, it, it lasted for two seconds. Yeah, the movie makes a left turn into sentiment. But it the wasn't. End. It wasn't about the love story, though. It, it was about her getting along with her family and appreciating what she had and giving back and and realizing that her life isn't a dog pile. And that just that realization is beautiful. Yeah, there's yeah, there's there's a, there's a good good message here. I would say poorly delivered, but yeah. there's a good message. And I'm so ashamed. Like Paul Feig, like you delivered Bridesmaids. You, I Bride, mean, Bridesmaids is great. Bridesmaids is a great romantic comedy. I mean, hilarious. I mean, come on, this man, you this had man to can go make and and do Ghostbusters and then do this dog pile. 
Like, pick the right script next time. I think he produces all these. I mean, the man has a lot of power. Oh, my God. In between, he made a, a simple favor. Do you remember that with Blake Blake Lively? Yeah. And, and but that... That, uh, that was Paul Feig. Yeah. Also. I don't know what he's doing. But, yeah, he, he started... Yeah, he was great with Bridesmaids, The Heat, Spy. Yeah. Three in a row. Great. And then Ghostbusters. And now we're... We're just spinning off in outer space. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah like one being movie derails you. Thrown money and say, "Oh, this is a good idea." He never should have made Ghostbusters. I don't know. No. I don't. I don't know what what we're. What... At least not with that cast. Well, that's another podcast for a different day. <laughs> I mean, that movie came and went. And yeah. There aren't going to be any follow ups to that. <laughs> so uh, he's doing this now. So um, I think a lot of these films. There's there's a lot of favoritism and a lot of people that the directors like to work with that sure. don't necessarily fit in the story. I, I remember him saying about Ghostbusters, people were like, you know, why this cast? And he's like, I wanted to cast it with the funniest people that I could get. And these are the funniest people that I know. And that's, I mean, that's who he cast. It would have been great, like, get, get a couple funny guys, get a couple funny girls. Yeah. Like... There was no, like, co- comedic... Like, laugh out loud moments in this movie. Last Christmas? Yeah. I mean, I, I wish there would have been some laugh out loud. I mean, it was just sad. It's, yeah, it gets sadder as it goes. Yeah, it's never really funny. I, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know why this movie exists, to be honest. I, um, I mean, and I'm down for like. Where's like the Santa Claus? I, I'm down for like a Christmas movie set in London, you know, like a nice romantic yeah. comedy. Bring some romance, some laughs. Uh, this yeah, this movie is confused about what what story it's telling. And this movie and, was marketed like nobody's business. Sure, it's like you got to get the word out. Wow, was it marketed? And only eleven million people. Eleven million dollars. Eleven million dollars. Oh, that yeah. translates to about one million. Okay. Ticket buyers. Yeah. Roughly. I mean, our theater was packed. <sighs> I mean, Saturday night. Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's get into some spoilers. Yeah, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for last Christmas. All right, we're back. And we're going to get into some spoilers for last Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I guess the big big twist is that Tom... And I guessed it 15 minutes into this movie. Tom is... um, I'm going to pat myself on the back. he's, He's a figment of her imagination. Yep. But he he represents... The man who gave her her current her, heart. Yeah, and her heart transplant. He got hit by a car or hit by a bus. Right. And then she has some heart disease or whatnot. And that same night, like they were brought back, and the heart transplant happened. And why? I mean, why does she start imagining this person? I don't know. She just started imagining it. I I think it's. <laughs> More or less, like, she was ruining her heart. Like, she was eating bad food. She wasn't exercising. She was drinking excessively. And imagining him, I think, allowed her to get back on the right track. Because he made her think of life differently. And is she just imagining him as, like, you know, tall, good-looking Henry Golding? Or is that who really did give his heart? Is that just like her projection, romantic no, projection? No, that's who it? really gave his heart. I guess. I yeah. guess we assume that. Yeah. No, that's at the end. Where you he, see at the end, they're see, in the hospital. You see him getting hit by a bus that's, and on a bicycle. It could still be her imaginary projection. No, of him. it's it's him. It could be. It's imaginary. him. 
You know, at, at the end, I, I feel like he was her like ultimate soulmate because he was like, you would have had my heart either way. That's right. Yeah, that is a line. Um, And so I thought that was really sweet. I think that was sure that's sad a, and sweet at the same time. It's a sweet line. But yeah, I mean, for me, I, I just... I mean, the, the story of like a girl coming to terms with like... Reality. The, well, the heart transplant that she had at a younger that age. That is a cool angle. Coming to terms with that, yeah, that's a that's its own story. That's its own movie. That's a different movie. Well, and her saying, you know, people are you're telling her that she should be feeling grateful to be alive. Right. But she's like, I feel half dead. Right. She, she can't get her act together. It, it, there's compelling stuff there, but framing it as like this romantic comedy. Yeah. Like I'm having a meet cute with my uh, heart donor who's well, dead. It doesn't I, make any sense. I kind of wish it went the more dramatic, maybe R rated. Sure. If you're going to explore a heart transplant and the after effects of that, that's that's and, dramatic you know, territory. Going to the depression and maybe seeing her survive a suicide and then getting out of that and then turning her life around and you know, et cetera. Like that would have been lot- more intriguing to me than a romantic Christmas comedy. There's a lot of dramatic material, yeah. rich dramatic material to mine out of that that story. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely not like a, a quirky crowd pleaser. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's dark dramatic territory and it, it, it deserves better treatment than this. I don't know yeah. why it got I, retrofitted into a, a romantic yeah, comedy. I, I think the studio has probably made this fluffy. It's, it's, Bonkers. I mean, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have. It, it, it's an original. It, it's written. Like, I would have rather it go raw. The core of this is very bleak. Yeah. Very dramatic. But it is being sold as a cute, quirky little Christmas movie set in London. I, I mean, and literal, right? <laughs> like, her song that is advertised last Christmas, I gave you my heart. It's like Emma Thompson yeah. heard that song and's like, I know there what. You go. I know what my next script is about. Um, and then along is, the way, it got turned into this. Is Emma Thompson a boy, or not boy George, uh, George Michael boy, boy George. fan? Who isn't? The man's great. She, George Michael, R.I.P. Freedom. He's great. You got to have faith. I mean, in the I 80s, the, the man ruled in the 80s. Um, I mean, he's gone now. R.I.P. R.I.P. So, um, but yeah, this movie, uh, it... I guess it pays it has, a weird tribute to him. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, this movie has a lot of potential. This, like, if if the writers and the director were to have gone there, it could have been good. It could have been Oscar potential if they went there. Well, you need someone different than Paul Feig. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right. I what? mean, more of a dramatic angle. I mean, I'm real curious. Like, yeah. was this a dramatic script that got just worked into this? weird bullshit <laughs> it was weird uh, i mean because it... tonally it's very weird because it, yeah it's not funny although it for the first 30 40 minutes it, it's trying to be it's trying to be it's yeah. trying to get some laugh. it's not working Oof. although Amel- amelia clark i mean god bless her she's trying she's trying she's she trying took what she yeah got. i yeah she i guess she comes out uh, the best yeah the- <laughs> she she took what she got in this film and made it her her own. But this is it's bonkers. Yeah, I um, I mean that's that's what's going on. It's it's a bleak medical drama. <laughs> uh, this could have been an episode of Grey's a ro- Anatomy. Spun as a romantic comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it doesn't make 
any sense with a little fight club twist. Yeah. That's the other thing. This is when I was laughing the hardest. Once she reveals or once the movie reveals and she kind of gets it that this guy wasn't with her the whole time. We flash back to previous scenes in the film. It pulls a fight club. Yeah. So we see her in scenes where she looks like she's talking to him because she's talking to no one. (laughs) It's. I'm laughing out loud. I'm having a good chuckle during that whole Fight Club montage. <laughs> I think you did. I think people were like, what? <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, so she's she's crazy. If she's literally going to parks, sitting on benches and having conversations with no one, yeah. she's a crazy person, right? I mean, that's what the movie's saying. It's not like she just imagined all this. She's having conversations with no one. And, you know, honestly, I guess I would have liked to have her... <laughs> I mean, obviously, after she got right with herself, maybe accept a date from, you know, with the guy at the the homeless shelter. Right. Sure. Yeah, I thought that was going to maybe lead somewhere. Yeah, I I wish that would have done something. And so how how does this end? Uh, It does like an eight months later or something, right? And she's she's singing again? (laughs) Well, no, she's... At the homeless shelter, and they do a Christmas. She's singing at the homeless shelter? Yeah. Okay. At the homeless shelter, and they're putting on a whole big shindig to raise money for the homeless shelter. She's not like singing on Broadway or anything. No. But then it shoots eight months later, and she looks like she's healthy. Healthier. Yeah. She's put together. Her hair is done. Yeah. And she's sitting on the the, the Tom bench, or the Webster, Tom Webster? Yeah. Tom, Tom Webster. Um, Webster bench and right. she's the looking re- up. There's the reveal. Yeah, it's all revealed, I guess, when um, she goes to his apartment. Yeah. And there's a man selling it. And he's like, you know, the last tenant died a year ago yeah. or, or something. And that's um, th- that's when it all clicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go into the, the Fight Club flashback. It's... Um, yeah, I mean, this movie doesn't make any sense, but it's, nope. I mean, hope see it at your own risk. I mean, we did we did our best trying to make sense of it, and so yeah, she's I, I forget like the last shot of the movie, but she's I think it's her on the bench looking up because this thing it just, is it look just up. pans up. Yeah, <laughs> he's introduced just staring up into the sky. Yeah. I mean, what? well, because I think his thing he was looking down when he got run over by the bus. <laughs> Of course. I mean, look looking? where you're going when you're crossing the road. <laughs> let's, let's try that. Let's not build a script that's like that requires a character to step out in front of a bus. There's many movies that have this happen. <laughs> but anyways, how would you rate the movie? <laughs> this is a D. This is a, I mean, this is like a. I mean, this is like a. Uh, a D minus. Like a D minus. Yeah. But it's it's baffling. I mean, the movie. It's uh, I was baffled. It's a train wreck. I was looking forward to this movie too. I would give it the same grade. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was looking at, I was looking over at Patrick. I'm like, wow, this movie's long. And he's like, it's, it's only minutes. ninety minutes. I'm like, what? I really felt like it was it was really really long. The, so, yeah, the movie goes dead pretty early. Like you can, yeah. you can tell you're in trouble just with all like those early scenes at the shop. Like it's what is this? <laughs> so you wouldn't think it's a good date movie? Nope. Me neither. Nope. <laughs> see, um, see yeah. something else. See something yeah. else. <laughs> okay. See, is he Terminator? I don't yeah. know. Um, okay. <laughs> 
That's Last Christmas, directed by Paul Feig. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at dnmoviepodcast, and you can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, give us a good rating on iTunes. It really means a lot, and it helps out the show. Until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.